today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Deadpool 3 is being worked on, a new Black Widow preview is coming sooner than we thought, and more feedback talk. All that right for this ad that we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. All right, as we do every every episode, let's start with a five-star review. What we got, Jeff? All right, we got Dar One Marley coming in saying five-star podcast. This podcast really exceeded my expectations, and after each MCU movie I watch, I listen to this later that night or the next day. I think they really nailed it in terms of finding the right balance. It's loose enough to allow for fun and some natural conversation to develop, and at the same time, it's not too lax. If they get off topic, they'll come back to the MCU material in a reasonable time. The analysis of the material is great, but most importantly, their commitment to answering feedback and allowing listeners to be a part of the show is huge. I haven't wrote in yet, but I really appreciate it. Fan of the MCU since Winter Soldier. Fan of the podcast since Civil War. Darwin. Oh, sweet. Thanks, Darwin. Um, yeah, I, that, that actually means a lot to me that uh, we really try because there's a lot of podcasts out there that I listen to because they cover a thing that I like. Like uh, there's some Star Trek podcasts and some that I'll listen to them anyway. But man, they get off topic to the point that I just like we haven't talked about Star Trek in 30 minutes. What's going on? And like, I like, <laughs> I like drifting off. I like the, that's a lot of the fun of podcasting, but like, man, striking that balance is hard and it is something we think a lot about. So thank you, Darwin. That, that means a lot to me that uh, you think that we, we achieve yep. that goal of ours. I'm glad that you appreciate Matt watching the clock on how far off topic we've gone <laughs> and for how long. I just, I'm a huge podcast listener myself. So certain things that really annoy me in fan podcasts, I like, I, I, I police us for. <laughs> that's, that's definitely one of them. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, buddy? No more than there was yesterday, sir. <laughs> I'm still tired. Oh, uh, I just watched Star Wars. Did you? I did. I did. The Was new. it your first time seeing it? Yes. I didn't get a chance to go all week uh, with Christmas responsibilities and such. So, uh, What'd you think? You, you know, I didn't hate it. I know a okay. lot of people hated it. Um, but I just don't care as much about Star Wars as most. Um, but, you know, I guess non-spoilery, what, what did you think? I liked it. Um, I, I enjoyed the... Uh, the whole like it visually it's always good because you know it's that's star wars you can put a lot of money into it oh yeah uh and yeah, it's gorgeous you know, i had a lot of i had a lot of fun with it as well like i i didn't have a whole lot of expectations going into it um i knew that jj was coming back so it was going to be kind of uh uh not necessarily basic in the story but like not as uh deep as it could be um hmm. Some of the things felt a little, like, a little weird, like, uh, that one villain, uh, making his presence known and being there was a little odd, but, you know, overall, I had a good time in the movie. No, cool. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I didn't really have anything intelligent to say about it, so I guess we can just get on to some Marvel talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I'm not, I'm not a deep enough, it was like, it was fine, it was fun, um, and I, you know, there was nothing in there that really bothered bothered me too bad. But I, but I know a lot of Star Wars people are like not digging it as as the moment. But I, maybe maybe that's just my few friends who are curmudgeons. Who knows? Is one of them Dave? 
No, one of them is Gary. Gary really hates it. Oh, yeah. God, Gary got so into it. Yeah. <laughs> when I was up there and uh, and we saw it, Gary, like, Gary wanted to hang out because, you know, I had been so busy with various things while I was up there. And uh, at one point, he just came over to the hotel and we just we drove in a, in a couple of circles around the city uh, for like an hour and a half or so. <laughs> And he's just laid into it so hard. And I was like, okay, yeah, you've convinced me. I hate the movie now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I need to I need to talk to Gary and hear, hear his thoughts on it. Um, okay. Let's talk about the biggest news in Marvel right now, as of right at the, this day anyway. As of this second. Uh, Deadpool 3 is being worked on officially at Marvel Studios. At Disney. Yeah. Well, yeah, at Marvel Studios. Uh, Ryan Reynolds said in, a, uh, in an interview on December 24th, he said, we're working on it right now, the whole team. He said, we're over at Marvel now, which is like the big leagues all of a sudden. <laughs> and um, that gets all of us excited. That gets every single person that, that listens to this, like, stoked. Yeah. Right? I am fully stoked. I love the Deadpool movies thus far. And I, I said this when uh, Fox was acquired, that Deadpool was the one property they could bring over and, you know, fully make it uh, work. Because he can just talk, he can literally talk at the camera and say, well, I'm owned by Disney now, you know, like, yeah, it's going to be yeah. so good. We, we're going to have a meta commentary inside the MCU, which is just super fun. Yeah, I mean, maybe we won't be needed at that point because, you know, they're going to do all the talking about it inside the Deadpool movie. Hey, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Deadpool will replace us. Yep. Um, Deadpool. Deadpool's replacing the MCU cast. You heard it here. <laughs> um, so, I'm uh, pumped, man. I'm really pumped about this. Uh, any, 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 like, any reservations at all? Um, I mean, the the MCU has always been kind of a... PG thirteen space, yeah. So, so it's kind of uh, it's kind of weird that uh, they're just like going straight in, straight into it. Well, yeah, well, um, that, that is my that is my biggest concern that they will try to make this a PG thirteen movie. Uh, they're not actually. Paul Wernick, who is uh, one of the writers, uh, said Marvel has promised to continue to let us play in the R rated Deadpool universe, and the hope is that they will also let us veer into the MCU a little bit as well and play in that sandbox. Okay. Okay, so we're not even really... There's no official word that's going to be MCU? Yeah, that's the look of it. Okay, interesting. Uh, we we don't have any confirmation that it's in the MCU yet. Um, it's being made but, at Marvel Studios, so it's likely it's in the MCU. Um, I mean, but it's I suppose they could keep. they could just keep making uh movies in that fox sandbox like movies in that universe for you know conti a continuation I, that would be very boring to me i think that deadpool 3 will they'll be dumb if they don't like throw a you know a, a drax cameo or whatever in you know <laughs> right right just something <laughs> yeah. i mean it's it's deadpool so he's going to talk about it either way like yeah. he's going to talk about the mcu and if it's not like if it's still in the Fox verse, if it's still in the 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 Foxman verse, as I like to call it, um, mm, it's TM. it's why <laughs> I said TM trademark. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Silly. Yeah, I'm gonna go trademark it real quick. <laughs> if uh, if they're still in the Foxman verse, then you know he's gonna he's gonna pick at it. He's gonna poke at it and be like, you know, we didn't get to play in the MCU yet, but we're trying. Maybe by the next one. 
Yeah. And, you know, there, there's going to be all that commentary. It's, and either it's way, be talked about. the legal uh, restrictions are gone. So even if he just wants to talk fully about, you know, the, the other universe, uh, then they, they can do that. I, I'm curious if um, Cable will be in this and if we'll get any more Thanos connections. <laughs> Because Cable's still around, and they they were friends at the end of Deadpool too. So yeah, yep. I that that could be interesting <laughs> if uh, like they show up and um, Rhodey's like, "You look familiar." <laughs> <laughs> He's got one of those faces, mm-hmm. one of those chins. <laughs> yeah, right. What's really going to be interesting, I think, when uh, when they they come in, and especially when Cable comes in, is. Cable was brought into Deadpool. Like Cable was in the X Men universe, trying to do what they were. What what um, Doctor Banner said was impossible, as far as time travel. Like hmm. going back in the timeline to change his current timeline, like to change his current universe. And that's what they did in Days of Future Past. Is they they changed the the timeline that was that they were in. Right. And Dr. Banner says that that can't happen, but now you've got these two universes that have clearly conflicting views of time travel and how to use it. So, like, how is that going to, how are they going to reconcile that? I don't think they have to. Um, I think that you could go, like, because he's Deadpool, he could literally say, no, that, that's just a different universe. You know, like, it's just like, that's just, then that's how that works over there. You know, like, or, or just, he could, he could just be, go into this being Deadpool and almost never mention his exploits in the previous movies. You know what I mean? Uh, but I do, I do hope they maintain some of the cast from the, the Deadpool movies. Cause I really like Vanessa in the movie. I really like TJ Miller, uh, his role in the movie. Um, so I, I hope they can maintain all of that. I hope they can maintain that universe somehow, somehow. Yeah. Those, those characters are fine. Having them come over is fine. You know, it, if they go with the whole, like these guys have existed the whole time, just over there, you know, in a different part of the city or the different part of the world, whatever, if they're not in a different universe, like that would be fine. Right. But specifically cable brought in the way that he was brought in to to fix the timeline is going to create a problem as far as the science goes possibly i mean yes i agree but they could uh, and i know they like they could easily techno babble their way out of it if they wanted to ever do that kind that other kind of time travel again they could just say hey look we finally solved that problem. Like, yeah, we, we solved th- that one in the future. Numb nuts. Yeah, we 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 because it's cable. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you don't think it's possible, but I come from a time when we've worked out we've worked out the physics of it. You know. Okay. Um, so th- there's 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 a possibility of fixing it, but I also just don't think they have to because the whole idea would be that Deadpool shows up and he's just from a different universe with different rules. <laughs> And and he like will just talk about how he's from a different universe. But I think we are kind of burying the lead talking about Deadpool and the fact that he's going to be in this. This will be our first official mutant, um, at least. I mean, maybe not by the time he's here, but this is like he's going to be a mutant, and uh, probably yeah. in the MCU. I mean, he's a science experiment, technically. I thought he was, a but mutant. he's no, he's a science experiment with the mutant gene. Like, okay implanting the the x gene and implanting the the healing factor into a person but 
It's yeah. It's not that he was a mutant from the start. Like that's never been. That's not Deadpool's thing. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. The work on him couldn't have been done without mutants having been a thing. Okay. So it is important that that mutants are a thing for him to be there. <laughs> for him to so, exist, unless right. he just like flashes over from another universe or whatever. Okay. Cool. Well, that's exciting. It's all exciting. Um, yeah. What else we got in the news? Well, uh, you know, we just got a Black Widow trailer like we talked about it at length yes we right? did apparently we're gonna get a new one in like two weeks that's cool january 13th there's gonna be a uh, a, a new black widow trailer a, a black widow preview uh as as told by the you know the people on twitter yeah you know it's interesting they waited a long time to have that first one um and i think it's partially because they intentionally wanted to give um in game and spider-man some space uh, after that, after the year they had last year, but now it's like the the hype train is is revving up. I just went to, like I said, just went to see um, Rise of Skywalker, and they they showed the Black Widow trailer, and it looks awesome, so yes. so awesome on the big screen. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like when I uh, when I saw the the trailer happening, I was like, oh no, oh god, no! Like I leaned back in my seat, like here we go. And then there were like there were differences in it because we went through it frame by frame. I noticed that there were parts that they clipped out for that. Interesting. Yeah, like little small bits of the of the the sequences were were being clipped out. Anyway, so the uh, the new special the the special look that we're getting is going to be during the college football national championship on January thirteenth. Uh, there wasn't a uh, a time like a, a specific you know minute that they're going to be showing it or whatever. So, you know, it, for you non-sports people just like me, it's going to be a, a wait until the internet blows up and then go look for it on the internet. Yeah, it's sort a, of thing. That's what I'll be doing. <laughs> <laughs> or you could watch a sports ball game nope, and not happening. No, nope. all right, nope. Don't watch a sports ball game. I am curious how much new footage there'll be in this. Like, I don't know if I kind of don't want that much more. I already feel like I know a lot f- by our ridiculous breakdown of the frame by frame but <laughs> yeah no i guess not everyone's doing that how much more can they show at this point you know it's only been well like a couple of weeks since we got the the first trailer yeah so it'll probably it probably won't be that much more honestly i i have a feeling we'll get like a re some other angles on some of the same shots and same action set pieces and stuff so yeah i think that we're probably going to get some uh some talk from the from the actors like some interviews uh you know like Interesting. Uh, Scarjo talking about how you know this is the the most that they've delved into her past, and she's been so excited to explore this character. I'm just I'm saying what I'm expecting to hear. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, David Harbour saying that he's really excited to join the MCU, even for a brief moment. Um, oh, we don't know. It's a brief moment. He might yeah, be a character that moves forward. Let's hope, because. I am already in love with Red Guardian. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> Getting to see that that Stranger Things is now MCU canon, like that's really <laughs> important to me. <laughs> all right. Yep. He, he jumped. <laughs> yeah, never mind. I was about to spoil all Stranger Things. Um, <laughs> let's get into some feedback, my friend. Okay. All right. Before I spoil Stranger Things. 
All right, all right. Uh, to avoid spoiling Stranger Things. All right, so Gavin Fry sent us an email said, so I'm slightly confused on the TV division shutdown. Did it completely wipe out everything, including the upcoming stuff like WandaVision and Loki and the other TV shows? Okay, let's just jump right in. No. Uh, so we maybe we weren't clear last week with our uh, toast to the TV division that we did. Uh, the TV division is... Just, <laughs> we is, were toasted. Is, that's exactly what... Right. Uh, we we were doing um, a toast to it because they're closing the TV division. The TV division that they're closing is the one that has made all of the TV up until now. Uh, the new stuff, uh, WandaVision, um, uh, Ms. Marvel, uh, She-Hulk, Moon Knight, Falcon Winter Soldier. That's one I kept Falcon Winter Soldier. My tongue couldn't think of. Um, so all of those shows are going to be being made by Marvel Studios. So those are still going to exist. We were just uh, lamenting the death of an era of Marvel TV. There's still going to be Marvel TV. It's just no longer in its special division, and we have a feeling that some of that is going to cause some retcons, which we're not a fan of. But. Will, will I just Matt's not a fan of. I don't want to be the guy who, for the next five, ten years, I'm just like complaining every week about the retcons they're doing um, and how it doesn't <laughs> line up. So, so, so that's I think that's why we did the toast. It's like, yeah, we're we're trying to like prepare ourselves mentally for the retconning that is coming. Oh, I'm man, trying you're to gonna prepare myself. You're, you're going to sound like such the old the old timer. That's like you know, back in my Marvel, back in my Marvel day. <laughs> Back when we did great Marvel television, like Iron Fist and Inhumans. Um, Back when they let these directors do whatever the hell they wanted. <laughs> no Kevin Feige steering the ship. No, this, is just, this is just some fascist regime now. All right. Let's, uh, what else does Kevin have to say? All right. Kevin says, I think I know what the Eternals movie will be about. Uh, now, I know I've said it in the past that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will bring in Galactus, but now I think that it will merely introduce Silver Surfer. I think the bad guy for the Eternals will be Galactus. I don't know when the Eternals is set in the MCU timeline, but I think that they ultimately defeat Galactus and banish him to the Dark Realm or whatever, uh, of wherever Dormammu is. Uh, after Doctor Strange came to bargain, Galactus escapes somehow and has been building his strength ever since. I know it's far-fetched, but I would love to hear your thoughts. Also, I still can't find the Star Wars Universe podcast. And will you be joking that one, Jeff? I'm assuming that meant hosting. Hosting, yeah. Uh, will you be, uh, so, no. Uh, that one is hosted by Matthew West Fox of the Superhero Ethics Podcast, who is a buddy of ours. Um, I don't know. I, I Googled it. I just Googled. We haven't started it yet. Uh, no, it exists. Mm. It, it, it's, it's out there. Uh, they, they've done four episodes so far. Have uh, they? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm so, just, you know, I haven't started talking to him about it yet. Oh, uh, well, I'm sorry. He's ha- we've, he, he would we've love scheduled to something. Oh. We've scheduled something oh. is what I'm saying. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. We have some stuff scheduled too. So, um, so yeah, Star Wars, I don't know. I just Googled Star Wars universe podcast, Apple podcasts, and it popped up. So, uh, very soon in probably this week, we're going to have, uh, a new website for our network and um, that will uh, that the, you will be able to find all of that very easily so um, I, I I'll I'll announce we will announce that next week uh, where you guys can find our our, our new network which will have all of our podcasts and 
you can find all of that. Uh, as for the Eternals introducing Galactus, I think that is definitely possible. If they're still doing it this way, uh, the Eternals movie is supposed to be, I think, thousands of years ago, right? I don't know that I've gotten any confirmation on that at all. Okay. They definitely announced that when they were first talking about it a long time ago. Now, that might not be the case anymore. Uh, but supposedly, when they were first uh, talking about creating the Eternals movie, it was going to happen a long time ago. And sort Let's of introduce, introduce the world of the sort of ancient cosmic universe. Yeah, okay, okay, here we go. Uh, August 24th, uh, there was a an article uh, where at D23, uh, Kumail Nanjiani said, uh, way, way, way back is when the film, film takes place. So a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, super long time ago. Uh, probably not that far away, but, we you know. know. Yeah, Kumail said, uh, yeah, it's a lot different than the other Marvel movies we've seen. It's a lot more cosmic. Uh, but it's also about the beginnings of the Marvel Universe. You know, the, the story spans thousands of years uh, before Captain America was the oldest member that we've seen. And now it's going to be way, way, way back. So it's really going to be the building blocks of the MCU. Well, let's talk about Thor for a second. And maybe Odin. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I get what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, rewatch his movies, Kamail. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't do it like we do, Kamail, Mr. Najani. You just lost another stitch of nerd cred. First, you got all ripped. Uh, <laughs> Dude, he looks so buff. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, he does. That should have been the news. Camille Nanjani's yeah. hot now. Yep. Camille yep. hot Johnny. <laughs> no, stop. Okay, I'll Don't. stop. I'll stop. <laughs> Uh, something that Feige said is there's this notion of all these myths and legends that we know from ancient times. Uh, you know, were they inspired by the Eternals? Were they Eternals? It's a, it's, it's a sort of ancient aliens kind of sci-fi trope that we think would be fun to explore someday. And to me, it's really just uh, it's telling us that the guy on the History Channel with the crazy hair, the aliens guy, he's right. Oh, yeah, probably so. Um, I think this is interesting <laughs> because coming off of Endgame and Thanos... Um, you need to ground this next phase of the Marvel Universe in something epic to like give it some scope. Because if you want to build something bigger than they built with Endgame, uh, it's going to take a good bit. So I think yeah. going back to the beginnings of the Marvel Universe and building some sort of threat, possibly, you know, and uh, Gavin said Galactus, that's a very possible outcome but it could be really anyone that some someone ancient like that i think that's a really cool idea to have a threat that starts in the eternals movie whatever long long time ago and then you know it, it is something that could seem bigger than thanos because it's just something that's like exists outside of time almost yeah yeah not like dormammu outside of time but no. something that that lives for a long time yeah i, I dig that I think like it's galactus a fun idea. like galactus yeah. Next up, Reco Jet said, in Avengers 1, after Black Widow explains her want to get rid of the red in her ledger, Loki says a few interesting things, starting with calling her Drakov's daughter, which has a few intriguing meanings, one being, if combined with Red Skull and Endgame, is there an Ivan Drakov? Drakov? Secondly, though, speaking of Endgame, she tells Hawkeye that she didn't even know her dad's name, and Loki goes on to explain that the reason he knows these things about her is because Clint, while under his spell, told him, and of course that information had to come from Natasha herself, is that a plot hole or am I missing something? 
He then goes on to list what seemed to be maybe her missions or otherwise uh, traumatic experiences of hers. Uh, Sao Paulo, hospital fires. Do you think we'll get any explanation of those things in her movie? Or am I just looking too hard at an old scene? Ooh. I think you're misinterpreting. Uh, Drakov's daughter, Drakov's daughter was not her. It's not her. It's somebody, it's something that she dealt with in her past. He, he gave a list of three things there. Drakov's daughter, Sao Paulo, and the hospital fire. And all three of those things, she had increasingly um, more dour looks on her face when, when they were brought up. So that it's not, it's not who she is. It's what she's done. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's good. I'm glad you had a good memory of that. Cause I, I remember that scene, but I didn't remember exactly uh, what he says when he mentions Drakov's daughter. Cause that does well, seem like a, like a hole, but yeah, I didn't, makes I didn't remember me. it. I didn't remember it offhand. I used our new fancy Disney plus to go to watch Avengers and rolled it up to that one spot and went, Hmm, let me analyze this too much. Nice. I like it. Uh, well, yeah, that answers that question. Good job, Jeff. Good job. Answer it. Actually, actually answering questions. We get a lot of questions and we're like, well, we can say what we think, but we have no idea. Really? Um, <laughs> I can headcanon things or we can guess things. <laughs> <laughs> but no guesswork here. No guesswork Just there. Good old fashioned research. I like it. Good job, Jeff. Good <laughs> job. I really hope that we get some of these things. Yeah. I want to know what happened with Drakov's daughter. And, you know, and I can just assume that that's someone that she interacted with uh, in a way that she did something bad. But I, I would really like to see them go deep on these little small references. I mean, hopefully we're at least going to get Budapest and know what Budapest means. Yeah, but uh, I hope we get I hope we get more. Uh, it'd be really well, cool if there's like some really tight canon stuff happening. They're great at that. They're, that's what they do. <laughs> Something else that was said in that scene is that uh, Clint was sent to kill her and he made a different call. Yeah. So I think that we're going to get that. I think that we're going to see that. And, you know, we've been assuming that that was probably Budapest. Um, yep. But maybe, maybe not. We don't know. We're not sure. Yeah. This is one of those guest things. Man, Matt, I had a I had a solid answer and then you just brought up something that was all <laughs> guesswork. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. How dare you? Alright, so Calvin Panko sent him, sent us a message about how WandaVision's gonna lead into Doctor Strange 2. Uh said, Okay, I've been thinking about uh been thinking through this for a while, and I think I figured out how the storyline will come about. Uh, as such, one, we know Vision is dead, and without the Mind Stone or some wizardry by Shuri, uh, he isn't coming back. Not to mention the damage done to his body slash nervous system when Thanos ripped the stone out of his head. Two, we know that Wanda is more than capable of being way OP, particularly when she is upset. Three, we know information from Marvel that the likely big bad in Doctor Strange 2 will likely be Nightmare. So, I propose that we start WandaVision post-endgame, with her dealing with the loss of vision and the pain that that causes her. She may need to be sedated to calm her, and in that limbo sleep state, she begins to dream about vision and her living an idyllic life in a time when the current dangers did not exist. She dreams that and feels better, so she retreats back to that dream repeatedly. Nightmare notices her unique power signature and dreams and sees an opportunity to work his way in, working his way into the background and whispering into Wanda's ear that this could be made real. As she falls more and more into the illusion of Vision remaining alive, she ramps up her power continuously to try to keep the dream going, and in doing such, tears a hole into the fabric of the multiverse. Or, Nightmare tears one 
once the fabric is whittled down. And the denizens of Nightmare's realm are allowed to cross into our reality before Doctor Strange has a chance to stop them, and before Wanda has a grasp on what it is she is doing. Doctor Strange 2 follows repairing the damage and defeating the, the denizens, culminating in Nightmare's demise by a more aware Wanda supported by Doctor Strange and Wong. Love the podcast, keep up the good work. Hmm. I think all that sounds real legit. I, I guess I, I don't know much about Nightmare, and I didn't remember that he was announced as the possible villain, but cool. Uh, that, uh, yeah. Thanks for the spoilers. God. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I, <laughs> you just I, ruined the series and the movie for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's all ruined now. No, I, I don't know. But I think I think uh, that, is, that is as good a uh, plan as any. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I'm thinking on it. I, I like it. I like the, the interconnectivity of it. I like that the uh, the the movie would be dependent on the on the story of WandaVision. Which they've said is the case. They've said that you won't understand everything unless you've seen the series. I don't know necessarily though that the the story like the one of the tent poles of the story is gonna be dependent on a series. I don't think that they're gonna do that yet. But I, I could be wrong. And I'm willing to be wrong on that because that would be so cool to have, you know, this series and all these series that they're coming out with be so inter interwoven into the story that we're seeing on the big screen. But hmm. I just, I don't know that they're going to make the big screen dependent on the small screen. That seems like bad, bad business, to be honest. I, I think you're right. I, I mean, obviously I want it to be interconnected. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping for more interconnectivity than we've gotten in the past. But yeah, I think that they're still going to want this v movie to be viewable without having seen the show. Right. Or are right. they? Are they going to like double down so hard to try to get everyone to buy Disney Plus by being like, oh yeah, everyone that likes Marvel, uh, you better not go see that movie that you all want to go see. Uh, but then they're kind of risking their biggest moneymaker. You know, it's like, it's like a, it's a thing, man. Are they going to, are they going to leverage their biggest moneymaker into trying to get everyone to sign up for Disney plus? Yeah, that's, that's a hard, uh, it's a hard sell to think about, but you know, Marvel has been doing so well on the movies that it's almost a no brainer that, you know, anything that they make on the, on the TV side, you know, in a series is going to be amazing, right? Like if, if they're willing to put the Marvel Studios stamp on it, it's going to be great because, you know, it's going to have Feige at the helm and it's going to tell this big interconnected story. It's going to be great. But I don't know that they're that they're going to do that because it it alienates, you know, a large portion of your average everyday, you know, moviegoer. Yeah. But then again, this this universe, the, the MCU has gotten so big that they can't explain everything in every movie like when you you can't walk into infinity war you can't walk into endgame without having seen at least 15 of the 20 movies pre preceding them you know yeah and civil war was much the same way you don't know what the hell's going on until you've seen all the movies leading up to it like they're not holding our hands anymore so it very well could put you know put a lot of a lot of weight on what's going on in the uh, in the Disney Plus series but i just i don't i i can't believe that yet until i've seen I've, until i've seen it you know yeah. uh, until i've seen them lean into it yeah 
Absolutely. Okay, next up, we got Nerdy Tastic hitting us up on Twitter. Adam Cast, I really like the idea of the podcast where you watch movies in a franchise before seeing the latest version. For the next James Bond movie, I assume you would do just the Craig ones and not all 20-some-odd movies in the entire franchise? <laughs> uh, so, I that's think... That's where you're wrong. <laughs> I think that's... If we, if we do this next Bond movie, uh, because we've already... We've been looking at the next year of all the franchises we're going to try to do, and uh, there's a lot... Uh, and so we probably wouldn't have time to do 20 Bond movies, but it'd be rad to do all 20 one day. But I don't... Yeah, you, you're, you're right, though. I think like if, if we wanted to do Bond this coming year, we'd probably just do the Craig ones because they're very interconnected and their storylines are very interconnected. But eventually... Yeah. It, it, the, the cool thing is like we're going to try to do all the X-Men win. There's 11 of those. You know, that's a lot. There's a lot going on there. So um, between that and possible Fast and the Furious that we're talking about doing next year... Um, it's going to be a lot of big, uh, we probably will only tackle one or two big franchises a year. The cool thing is once we've tackled a big franchise, we can like continue to keep up with it, which is super fun and rad way. That's what to me is the most exciting about that podcast is like, we can kind of build a catalog of all these like sort of recaps slash discussions about show about rewatch the movies. Then every time a new one comes out, we can kind of keep that rewatch going. So it's cool. I'm excited about it. Yep. Yep. If we're looking at the bond stuff, that would be four movies leading up to no time to die. If you were, if you wanted to just do the Daniel Craig thing, yeah. but it's not just going to be us, you know, exactly. it's going to be, it's going to be more people. So we could put a lot of people on this and, and do a big, you know, rolling, forward kind of thing with 24 movies or 20 what no 24 26 movies before this 27th one coming out yeah oh i had a really good idea for this cast which i haven't even told you yet okay uh, so this is this is fresh to jeff um all right hit fresh, me fresh to jeff that's funny fresh to death is something they would say in rap in like the 80s <laughs> fresh okay. to death so fresh to jeff <laughs> um okay <laughs> sorry thought that was funny i'm the only one um <laughs> just you just me i'm alone on this one uh no the uh i had the idea i was like you know i'd really like to be able to cover some non-franchise stuff you know in this show where we're going to be like binging uh, franchises uh and i actually think it'd be really cool to do certain other uh things where we also could binge like a, a director or something like someone who's got a oh. few really good movies out. Okay. So it's not necessarily in the same franchise, but like we could pick like, I don't know. So some, some director say Edgar Wright makes another movie. We could do all of Edgar Wright's movies, you know, stuff then like that. Like, I think that could be really fun and get us like kind of seeing movies that aren't parts of big franchises, which I think is valuable. Cause a lot of times those one-offs are really great movies. A lot of times right. even better standalone movies than any of the franchise stuff it's just i love a franchise but still and obviously the world does too um but i think that could be a really cool way to like even like you know if there's a new actor on the scene and they've got three or four movies it'd be kind of cool to like let's do all the movies of this guy or whatever you know yeah it could be yeah. an interesting thing to do especially for actors directors or writers who don't do the big franchises but we we think their work is interesting enough to cover um, you know, it, it could be a cool little wrinkle to the show to add in, um, you know, we've already got a bunch of franchises we're going to try to cover next year, 
but like in the subsequent years, it could be cool to mix in some directors and things like that. I could see that being fun. Well, you know, uh, the, Tarantino does a new movie and we just click cover all the Tarantino movies. Cause those like in a way, oh, those are very interconnected or like Kevin Smith, for instance, uh, actually oh, God. Kevin Smith would not be bad. We've got, um, he's, he's, he's got, uh, his final or, or his new, and that is a franchise. His new Jan Silent Bob movie is coming out this year. Yeah. Yeah. So that could be a fun one. I don't <laughs> think that's on our list yet, but that the, might, the view universe could be, I'd be down for that. That's uh, that's one that I, I own a lot of them already. Yeah. Um, it would be real rough going back through like Chasing Amy and Jersey Girl. Technically, Jersey Girl is not... Oh, no, it is, isn't it? It is in the VS universe. They, they do yep. show up, don't they? It's it's a Kevin Smith movie. So, yes, they oh, do. Oh, that's true. No, did Jay and Silent Bob do show up in Jersey Girl? I don't remember them showing up. I don't think so. No, yeah. I think I think that's the only one that is not in the universe. It is a Kevin Smith movie, but I don't think it's in the VSQ universe. But, you know, we could cover it just if we, if we decide to do all the Kevin Smith movies, which I think Jersey Girl gets more of a bad rap than it deserves, which I know I always like movies that everybody hates, but <laughs> it's my contrarian nature. What can I say? Yeah, totally. <laughs> all right. We got one last uh, feedback. All here. right. I uh, see. I don't know who sent us this, but it says Fantasy Mashup. That was their name. That was their name on uh, email. I don't know. Fantasy Mashup. All right. What's up, Fantasy Mashup? (laughs) Uh, It said, hey, guys, just want to say I've been loving the cast, and I just started watching the X-Men franchise myself when making an X-Men cast was mentioned. So I would be excited to see an X-Men-centered cast. Now, a Phase 4 theory. Far-fetched? Maybe. Possible? Maybe. So in between Thor, Love and Thunder, and Black Panther 2, there's an empty release slot. And after Black Panther 2, Ant-Man 3, and Blade have been announced, so why hide the movie's title? I think it could be one of two things. Fantastic Four or Avengers 5. Since the project seems to be under wraps for now, it's probably something that will generate a ton of hype that Marvel doesn't want to die out before the movie. Kind of, but not really similar to Spider-Man Homecoming. But think of it like this. Thor Love and Thunder is the last movie that is confirmed in Phase 4, but every phase has ended with an Avengers movie. And with all of the Disney Plus series coming out, there should be enough ground to cover in that movie if it is if it is an Avengers movie. I hope that made sense and I love the cast. Keep up the good work. I have an alternate theory. Oh yeah? What's your alternate theory? Red Guardian. Red Guardian, baby! <laughs> yes! No, I think it's a great point. The fact that they haven't announced it and it's the last one in the phase, that's a big deal. That that yeah. does seem like they're going to... I don't know if it's going to be called Avengers. I think I think it's possible we're done making Avengers movies. There's going to be more team-ups. They've said that there's going to be more team-ups. It's it might. I'm thinking that it might not be called Avengers, like you said. I think... What do you, what do you think about uh, Champions or... Mm, agents of sword no i don't know man i really don't know <laughs> I, I don't know what it could be called anything but I, I do think that the idea of it being a team-up movie is probable yeah. um, and if it is it's probably going to be the team up of the people who have been in the last few movies so these movies that are that we're just talking about all of those movies will probably lead in it and I, and I joke about red guardian but red guardian if he survives black widow may make an appearance in a future team-up movie you know Defenders. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, wait. I, there's not another name in the Marvel pantheon that looms as big as the Avengers, except for, of course, the X-Men. 
So who knows? It could be the X-Men. could be that we start getting mutants as early as Black Widow, and then, you know, five or six movies from now, we get uh, this this the, uh, team up, and it's the X-Men movie. Oh, man. We could. Maybe. Uh, see, now I'm like, okay, well, what's the team up going to be? What's going to be? You know, who do we got? We got, like, I'm going to be, this is the next thing that I'm doing, man. This is, this is me for the next couple of years mm-hmm. analyzing everybody that's in it. Everybody that's in everything going, all right, so we got Black Widow's dead, but we do have Red Guardian from there. Maybe her sister comes in. So we've got Doctor Strange now as well. Uh, and then Wanda's still around. So she's going to be there. What was she in? Let me go back through all the comics. Like, this is my life now. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Jerk. There you go. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, that's all our feedback. Um, thank you so much for writing in. This uh, this is a lot of fun. And thank you for everybody who's been uh, chatting over on the MCU Cast chat group. Uh, if you're not a member of that yet, you should be. It's just been a lot of fun. Like, it's just a cool community of like-minded nerds. So, yeah. Check out. It's just MCU Cast, one word, and then chat uh, on Facebook. And you can find that group and join, and we will approve you. Uh, and we'll all chat and talk and I don't know. It's cool because we can't always interact as much as we'd like. So it's cool that basically when we're not, when we can't log in for two days, uh, everybody else is still on there to chat together and it's really cool. I love it. (laughs) Even when we're not there to be parents, everybody can play together. (laughs) We're definitely the kids. If anything, (laughs) that's fair. (laughs) If anything, we're the ones that need babysitting. (laughs) <laughs> um i think we proved yeah. that because the parents were out i of think the we house. proved that on saturday we yep the parents were out of the house and we uh just drank all the whiskey we just drank all the bottles on the top of the fridge all right well guys Not thank you so much we are the mcu cast uh, uh hit us up at mcucast.com at mcucast on twitter facebook.com slash mcucast mcucast at gmail.com or call us at 573 cast mcu we love you peace Until next time, true believers.